0: The sing-along podcast would not be possible without the amazing people at Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to record a podcast. First of all, it's free, no hidden fees, nothing, it's completely free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Or you can upload an already recorded episode directly to the app or the website. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many others. You can even monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you've ever had an idea for a podcast but you just didn't know where to get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's A N. C-H-O-R-dot-F-M, Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Hello, music lovers, songwriters. This is Casey from Second Echo. And welcome to the sing Along Podcast. I'm super excited about today's episode, so I'm going to jump right into it. I sat down and had an unbelievable conversation with somebody that has become a pretty good friend of mine over the last couple of years. I met him as part of the local Las Vegas music scene, Mr. Brian Haraway. And not only is Brian just an amazing songwriter, he really is the truest definition of what I would call an up-and-coming artist. He has his music on hundreds of radio stations all across the country. He's writing and recording and releasing material like crazy, uh, but he's also incredibly business savvy. And in the midst of our conversation, the thing that struck me the most was his response to what inspired him and what drew him to certain types of music. And it had less to do with the genre or the style, and it had everything to do with the content and the theme and the message behind the music. Now, we recorded this episode live and on location at The Tap in Boulder City, Nevada. This is where I've met so many great songwriters, and I wanted to go there and really capture that environment. So please excuse some of the extra background noise. But without any further ado, let's take a listen to Brian Haraway and one of his very first radio singles. This is one of my favorites. This song is called Jenny.
1: Well, there's no silly hump dilly. Call. Jenny just don't like me at all. And I once was funny, and now my voice is nails down. Wow, Jenny just don't like me at all. I remember on your porch with smokes, big tickles, and inside jokes. That's over. Looking for the bugs to dodge, we were cleaning your garage. That's over. i once was funny now my voice is nails down wow Jenny just don't like me at all we used to do it in the car now we are avoiding bars where he is where she is i was the front and you the end now we are exchanging friends and this is Jenny just don't like me at all And I once was funny Now my voice is nails down the wall Jenny just don't like me at all On the top, Jenny just don't like me at all. Oh, now Jenny just don't like me. Won't even pick up and fat me. Jenny just don't like me at all.
0: Yeehaw, hello. <laughs> okay, I gotta ask right away. So it's Haraway, not her? How do you i, I want to uh, say uh, it, right?
2: East Coast Haraway, West Coast Haraway. Okay, so I'm east I'm from the East Coast. So East Coast people tend to say Harway. Harway okay. and then West Coast Hairway. Okay. All right. But it's just, Nevada, Nevada. I'll, got it. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think what I say. I think I say Nevada. You say Is Nevada. That,
0: Nevada. Yeah, right. Here it says Nevada. Nevada. That's yeah. like a northern Ohio thing. Nevada. <laughs> right? Little Minnesota. <laughs> so uh that song Jenny, I, I distinctly remember when we met Rick Duarte had his Acoustic Asylum yes. at Bailiwick in at, the Orleans Casino. In the Orleans, yeah. And that's when I met you. You, had, you did that song and you came off stage and I go, man, who does that Jenny song? It sounds so familiar, who does it? <laughs> and you were like, That's me. Uh, <laughs> I think
2: I broke my arm patting myself on the back after you told me that too. I had to go and to so, the,
0: the other reason I chose that one was because I wanted to start off with just talking
2: about the idea of hooks and the importance of a hook because the hook mm. in that is just so strong. What happens is normally the way that my songwriting goes is all I got a I got a phone of like fifty songs that are done. Yeah, I have the melody, I have the way the syllables are going to flow, I have the way of thing, and I don't know what I'm singing about yet. Dude, I do so the they're exact all there same thing, and I'm yep. waiting for it to show up. Yep. And so like I have to take my focus away from that and then back to writing and thinking about you know interesting things that come up but jenny um is a real story yeah. and so I make this joke before i say i make it before the song or after the song and i say this song was originally titled entitled titled how to lose a girlfriend on a vodka blackout but jenny's just a little shorter and better gotcha <laughs> and so that was the working, working knows, title yeah, yeah that got, was the working title i got a little i got a little tipsy <laughs> and um don't remember the next day i was single yeah so I just thought that was funny. And then Jenny just, it just fit. It fit with the syllable part of it. Obviously the the woman's name who I had this relationship with, her name wasn't Jenny, but it was just great. Like, yeah, Jenny just don't like me at all. I remember getting off the phone going, man, she don't like me at all. Yeah. All right. I got to write that. (laughs) That's killer. And then, and then the rest was just sort of like, just describe, um, sort of these things that we would do, but it's also things that every couple does. Yeah. You know, we would did this, that's over, you know, we're breaking, we're splitting our friends up. Okay. That's over. I yeah. get half the records. You get half the, right. you know what I mean? Like, totally. okay. So it's super relatable. Absolutely. in that kind of universal. A yeah, bit. yeah. And yeah. anyone who, who's drinking too much and woke up not knowing what they did the night before can relate to that as, Absolutely. That as well. <laughs> well, and
0: what this song reminds me of so much is, and we actually, I was actually talking about this, uh, we're, we're kind of gang-taping this episode with another episode uh, right before you got here. And um, Marty and I were talking about influences, and not influences in as much as what influenced you while you were a musician, but when mm-hmm. you were really little. And I was telling him about my influences, my... Mom, I would like ride around with her in the in the car, and she'd be listening to like Everly Brothers, yeah. Jim Croce, uh, the Shirelles, all these like old fifties and sixties songs. And the, this song just reminds me of one of those old classic tunes. That, again, it's just it's just I, I don't I don't mean to say goofy in a in a pejorative way, but it's just yeah. a fun. You know, I, I think of like. uh my little runaway, right. you know,
2: and like, yeah. like, uh, and they stick um, in your head. Yeah. And, can't and get rid of
0: them. Dion and the Belmont said, I, I keep away from a run around right. suit. Like all those, like, that's what I grew up listening to. So that's, I think that's another reason why I, um, gravitated toward this song. Cause it's right. just, it's just a fun, I was singing it for days after that, <laughs> you know?
2: And so, well, it's kind of a trick, right? Because at first you, you, you hear a song like that and you think, oh, this is so simple. Yes, it's so, and then, you know, and you can kind of dismiss it. Oh, it's so simple. But then a month later when you're so, humming it, you go, Oh, it's so simple,
0: right? Yeah.
2: That's, right. That's Why what makes am I working work? so hard yes. to get this depth and yes. to get to the core of the human condition? That is the core of the human condition. Absolutely. Most life is pretty simple. Absolutely. Most of the time, there's nothing happening. Yes. Right. And so we sort of make up things to occupy ourselves. Yes. But yeah, it's like, Oh yeah. Simple, 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 simple. Yeah. And I think therein lies something that speaks volumes to
0: what it is to Write a song that has the potential to be timeless, to yeah. be classic, legendary. So many times now, people want to write something to make a point or stick it to somebody, and then right. you end up alienating yeah. half half the people. And, yeah. and to write a song like this, uh, to me, is that's the perfect example of that of that kind of song that it makes me want to grab a drink and get up and dance or whatever, you know,
2: I and mean, put a smile case- on your face. Yeah. I think yeah. that's sort of what it is. I mean, there's, that's where I come from is like, it's, it's not pandering. I'm just like the rage against the machine has its place. Right. Yeah. And they're perfect. Absolutely. I can't do that. Sure. And, um, so I kind of tend to look for the silver lining and, um, I, you know, sometimes we just gotta, it, the life sucks, but I'm just trying to find a good way, a positive way out of it, because otherwise I'd go crazy.
0: And that's why I wanted to have you on this podcast, is because I love that about you. I love the way that your music makes me feel, because mm-hmm. it it's something that, is inspiring. It's something that, uh, which we're going to get to later on with, uh, with another one of your songs, but it's something that gives me hope, which is something as an artist that I've always wanted to be in my music is that I don't ever want to be divisive. I I want to, whether it's another musician, another artist or another carpenter or, or right. whoever listens to it just to make them feel like anything is possible. You know, yeah. and I, I totally get that from you. Oh, cool. 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 So touching on that, I'm, you, you touched on this for a second. I wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper. Um, you've got a kind of a, an Americana, a, a little bit of country, mm-hmm. uh, feel to you. What were some of the influences? Like what were some of the things that you, again, you may be in your childhood before you start playing music, but then even as you were coming up playing music, what were some of your big influences?
2: Well, the stuff that always resonated with me was stuff that would, would either teach me something like lyric wise or in a poetic way, remind me of something that I already know. Okay. And, um, so I always kind of like with my friends, I was a punk rock and metal kid. So it was Dio, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, Metallica, GBH, TSOL, oh, wow. minor threat, and then when I would go home, it would be Gershwin, Billy, and this is all my dad had all these records, Billy Holiday, all kinds of blues. Um, Very eclectic. And then, yeah. and I would, it wasn't cool, so I couldn't tell my friends. And then Thriller comes out, and I'm like, this is the, this is rad. Yeah. I couldn't tell any of my friends because right. yeah. they just, you know, But I'm like in secret, I'm listening. I'm like, beat it, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, wow, this is so good. <laughs> but it was always the stuff that made me think a little more so I would listen to like the hair metal stuff came into like the Motley Cruz and the who else was just sort of these surface sort of party bands yeah but then you'd go listen to like Ozzy's first record and he would have these songs Suicide Solution and you know a line like you got to believe in yourself or no one's going to believe in you yeah like that's a fantastic piece of advice for a 11, 12 year old kid. Absolutely. You got to believe in yourself. Well, then, then, then the question is how do you do that? Yeah. So anyway, those kind of things are, is what, what really influenced me. So then it was really easy to sort of make the transition as I got older, it would be like, Oh, here, here's like Willie Nelson, or here's some interesting country. And they just yeah talk about, you know, life and, and, and gave some good advice. And then that moved into like, in the nineties, Lucinda Williams, like when car wheels and a gravel road came out, it's yeah. just the greatest singer songwriter record ever. Wow. And that is how you write a narrative of car, uh, you know, a dirt road and what it was like to grow up out in the sticks. Yeah. It just paints a beautiful oh, picture. God. Yeah. And yeah. then, um, Ryan Adams was fantastic that way. His, his yeah. record gold is just like a perfect singer songwriter record. Wow. And, um, and then his first one, Two Heartbreakers, unbelievable. And then uh, I think he did Whiskey Town and stuff like that. So it was it was that kind of stuff. So I couldn't get into anything kind of surface. Like when Seattle first hit, we were like these guys had a lot of depth to what they were saying. Yes. And then of course, corporate gets it, and yeah. then they start signing anybody who sounds like it. Yes. And then they start then they're party bands again. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know. Yep. But anybody with the with a point of view and something to say. Well, and if they say it in a really interesting artistic way, it'll grab me. That's awesome, man. That's such, I, like, I've
0: never heard anybody give their influences in that way. Like, you just gave me not musical influences, but you're basically, you want to listen to anything that anything that makes you self-reflect, be able to grow, be able yeah. to... That's really unique. That's really cool. And
2: then one shows up that's simple. Like, um, uh, Wilco made a record with Billy Bragg, and they have this... Um, song called Hoodoo Voodoo. And okay. the lyrics were all written by, Oh God, I forget his name. He was a folk singer, very famous folk singer. I forget his name, but he wrote all these lyrics and his wife called them and said, would you write songs to this? So he wrote this song called Hoodoo Voodoo, which is just gibberish. It's yeah. just gibberish. Yeah. And the guy wrote it for his nine-year-old daughter Yeah, too. And it's And um, it's brilliant. Wow. And it just makes you want to dance. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm driving 10 miles an hour faster. I'm bouncing <laughs> in my car. And they're literally just saying gibberish words. This is genius. I'm going to steal this. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to use awesome. it. That's awesome. Because <laughs> it just connects.
0: So I want to go down that road of, of you just gravitate and vibe on those artists that make you, that have something significant and With important a hook. to say. With a hook. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, going back to the hook thing. And I think when you can put your music in the middle of that Venn diagram where you've got something important to say, but like going back to the importance of that hook, I I know you, I like the words you said earlier. You're like, I'm not pandering because I hate the people that are like, you're writing this hooky stuff it's kind of selling out i'm like if you have something important to say you want it to stick the whole point is
2: to connect yes
0: and 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 the whole point is to get it to stick connect whatever it is Mm -hmm. and what better way than to make it memorable and so it's it's almost imperative if you i would argue if you have something important to say if if you can't put it with the the
1: medicine go down
0: if you can't put a good hook with it then it might not connect I was no well. gonna hear it and yeah, if it's corny exactly. if it's yeah. just
2: too matter of fact absolutely it doesn't work we we I don't want to speak for anybody else I like a brain tickle I like yes. brain candy yes and when I hear a good song and it's just like it gets yes. me excited it makes me want to go right you know it's yes. like oh man I gotta get home and right that was amazing yeah that just makes me when I heard um um uh, your song innocent yeah okay that made me want to go right i'm oh, like awesome. it's a great hook Video's great too oh thank you but i'm like the way that that thing circles back around and then in the end you do the like the off time drum thing anyway i was like, digging all that that made me want to go right song so awesome, when i hear man. something like that that's cool michael did what was the name i forget the name of that michael song he did he had this this one in d oh uh can't lose yeah that oh was like God. okay. That makes me want to write. That Dude, makes me want to go write a song when I hear a great song. I, I,
0: I completely agree. Michael's running sound for us here today, and he has a song called "Can't Lose." I'm yeah. hoping to do an episode with him here in the in the near future. It's but a good song. The very first time I heard that song, I just was like, "This is a damn near perfect song."
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I, I would almost like, there's nothing I'd change in it. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, not. yeah. And that and the thing that I'm for me is I need to, I want to get in and out in three and a half minutes. Sure. And if I'm going four minutes, I'm kind of like, Oh man, I'm getting bored. Don't bore (laughs) us. Get to the chorus, Brian. Yeah. And, um, because i again i like those songs that are just like this tornado of hooks yes and and something to say because i mean we've all heard songs where the person doesn't have a point of view absolutely and they're on the radio and they're making millions and they're selling out stadiums absolutely but they just sort of say these generic love blah 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 blah, blah. yeah and i they have their place i mean people ain't buying tickets because they don't like them yeah you're right and um I wish I could write a couple of those. Like I'm trying, <laughs> but if I don't believe it, I can't. I can't no. sell it. Yeah. Yep. So I need to. I gotta believe it. It has to come from me. And then sometimes I get like, I'll write a lyric and I'll be like, Well, I've already said this. Yeah. I've already made this point. Yeah. Um, should I do it again, or am I just being repetitive? Yeah. or, You know what I mean? Because like, how many subjects can you write about? Like, no, probably 95% of songs are about love. Sure. It coming or going. Yeah. And something in between it there. Absolutely. You know, there's not a lot of songs about animal husbandry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That is definitely a niche market. (laughs) You know, trimming
2: the trees, right? A whole song about, you know, trimming trees and picking coconuts. But... (laughs) It doesn't like, uh, what's, what's his name? How you put the lime in the coconut, (laughs) like that's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Which is interesting in and of itself. Uh, Sure. Hoodoo voodoo. What are you talking about? Yeah. So you just keep tuning in. Yeah,
0: (laughs) no, totally. So I want to do something that I usually don't like doing on this very young podcast, but I want to dive into another one of your songs. I don't want to be one of those guys. I, I always hated those guys who would come to me and be like, You gotta listen to this. This is like the best band I've ever heard. And then the next week they'll be like, this is pretty much the best song I've ever heard. You know,
2: and then it's too much buildup. Well,
0: and eventually you realize that they have no judgment and it's all white noise and and it kind of ruins their credibility. So (laughs) And maybe they just want to talk to you. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) And so I never want to just flood listeners to this podcast with just here are eight great songs. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be super selective, but nobody got time for that. But every once in a while you'll find an album like the Gin Blossom album from back in the 90s, Mm -hmm. there was like five or six radio singles that were just killer hits off of that one album. And so you will find that rare occasion where you just have one album that just has a really good group of songs. And there's actually a couple others on this uh, episode. And it's the reason I wanted to touch on them is they stood out to me for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I I wanted to um, highlight kind of the different elements of these songs that and the reason they stood out to me and the reason why these are the things that make good songwriting in my opinion. So the first thing that we talked about was Jenny with the hook and it's, and it's, it is relatable, but, but mostly it's just, it gets stuck in your head. There's something like kind of almost visceral about (laughs) it getting stuck in your head.
2: Evil plan works. Yes, exactly.
0: So I want to like, I want to kind of shift focus from this fun, happy go lucky thing to the next song, this kind of soulful gut wrenching. When I listen to this song, it almost brought me to tears. It was just so beautiful. And Mm. it's this song called my song. Okay. And, um, I thought that it would be a good way to touch on that element, but I also wanted to talk a little bit with you about, before we listen to it, the thing that stood out to me was the production on this one. And what I love about it is this is a very simple song. and, And I've had songs like this too, where I feel like, it's, it's, it's a, almost a perfect song on its own and me recording it. I can almost only ruin it yeah. by doing too much to it. Yeah. And, and, and so uh, t- talk to me about my song and the production that went into it. And what was you, cause it's very simple mm-hmm. it's, tell me a little
2: bit about it. That's the idea of is it's kind of like, it's a prayer, right? So you it, took the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask yeah, you about that. Yeah. It needs to be simple and it, it, it's so easy to muck that up. Absolutely. And so everything I do now is I just start with, and that was sort of like, oh, okay, this sort of song is going to guide me for the rest of my recording. Yeah. As I start with an acoustic guitar and some harmony. Yeah. And then we'll add in other elements, but any other instrumentation or percussion would have gotten in, in the way of it. Absolutely. And so it has to be, yeah, this thing that just sort of overflows and takes you over like listening to a beautiful choir yes just let it let it yeah. let it be what it is yeah and don't get in the way of yeah. it yeah plus i mean the group of guys that i was recording with were ridiculous yeah yeah absolutely um i mean there was grammy winners in there we had uh, we had paul mccartney's horn player casey musgrave's bass player tom oh, jones's wow. drummer um and just doug lancio playing guitar Larry Hanson, who toured with Alabama for decades, wow. doing Oregon and Trumpet. I mean, it was, it was insane. Yeah. So it was really easy. And those are all Nashville guys. Yeah. So it was easy. I say, here's what I feel about it. And then I just get out of the way. Yeah. Because I feel like the, the best way to record is get the best people around you and leave them alone. Yeah. Let them do their job. Let them do their thing. Uh, yep. That's why they're yep. there. If you micromanage it, you're just gonna yeah. get the demo that you made at your house.
0: You mentioned that you've been recording in Nashville. Yeah. And I spent some time in Nashville, my wife and I lived there for five years. And um, the one thing that I that I love about your productions are I feel like they've done a really good job of capturing your style and your voice. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the fact that, and again, <laughs> this is gonna come off like a backhanded compliment and it's not meant to be that at all because I love the production. I, my experience with Nashville is they want everything like pristine, picture perfect, but I love the rawness of your voice, how yeah. there are some slight imperfections. Again, we all have imperfections when we sing, whereas Nashville would tend to want to come in and like, we got to auto-tune that. We got we to gotta yeah. melodyne that. We got to do all this stuff. Now, was that did you have people pushing for that did you or, or did you kind of say no i'm not going to do that tell me about that process a little bit
2: so I, yeah i'm not i'm not big on the autotune like when it's when it's ne- i don't i just haven't needed it um yeah. i mean it, I by no means have perfect pitch but we would listen back to it and we'd be like no that works absolutely like let's yeah. not mess with it yeah um but it, it was it's like that it's like when i was a photographer what, we w- what I would do was to make a photograph stand out as I would do this thing called Beauty and the Beast. So I would take the gorgeous girl in a gorgeous white dress and I would take her downtown Las Vegas and put her in the most disgusting alley you can find. So yeah. you have Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, You have these dichotomies. That's cool. And it's also great in a song. So it's like, okay, let's keep the voice raw because we yes. got this flowing, yeah. gorgeous yeah. pedal steel and the yes. drums are right, you know, and so let's make it a little... Yeah. Let's just keep it real and keep it dirty and not make it right. Too.
0: Well, and the reason I bring that up is because I, I think it's awesome and you're very fortunate to have found that group of people to work with. Cause yeah. I know a lot of people who would be like, well, you're not going to sell as many, you're not going to do as well unless you yeah. do the Melodyne thing, do the auto tune thing. So it's cool that you have that group of guys to work with and say, no, like, this is, this works. This is your voice. This yeah. is, this captures the emotion. This captures the power of it. And to be honest with you, I, I feel like too many times when I'm tracking vocals, I get hung up on those things too much where like, I got a better take in me. And I, and, and instead of going, no, that was the right, that was the right, right take. And, and it, I, I always say it like this. There's a difference between a perfect take and the right take. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I think that I get I get caught up too many times on having the perfect take instead of having the right take that mm-hmm. captures my voice or captures my emotion in that line or right. whatever it is. You know, it, it just seems like in that genre in country, it can be kind of discriminating in that way. You, you know? turn
2: on the country radio and you just hear auto tune all over. I know, way, right? So exactly, it just drives yeah. me crazy, but. You know, I don't know that this record was made for country radio. Okay. You know, yeah. it's more Americana. Right. So like I'm on about 200 radio stations now and none of them are clear channel. None of them are, they're okay. all mom and pop small companies. Yeah. And so you can get on those. Sure. Um, because if you, it, you know, you're not going to get on the big, big stations unless you have, you're selling a ton of records yeah. and you got a lot of money. Right. Cause right you paying for access. Yeah. Always. Well,
0: and to that point though, that another reason and another inspiration behind doing this podcast was trying to take the focus from those things and back to the songwriting back yeah. to the, you know, like as I mentioned in the pilot episode, you know, taking it away from American Idol and the voice and all these things where you mm-hmm. have to have the perfect voice or the right backstory and yeah. just like I want to focus on the songwriting. I want to, I want to focus on the storytellers. I want to focus on,
2: you know, I think what I would like, what I like, what I try to achieve is the blend of the two. Yes. I try to achieve a really good lyrical content that's simple and to the point and makes me think and hopefully can affect someone else's life for the better. And then I want a catchy hooky that's going to get on the radio. Yes. And resonate with people because you, I, my, I got to get them in the first thirty seconds. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's because I notice I'll fast forward. Nope, you don't got me. You don't got me. Like really quick. Um, when I'm listening to music, if yeah. I don't give the first thirty seconds. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing. Like I really like Blake Shelton's la- uh, latest record. Yeah. I mean, like it's just great song after great song after great song, and that's for me is one of those albums that rode that line, of great songwriting but also pop kind of production that's yeah. yeah that's why it's this global thing
0: well and and i guess yeah i i agree like i think both are important i guess my hope is that for so long it's been kind of the opposite where all that matters is production value and content yeah. hasn't always been there and i'm hoping that that we can take the attention back towards those artists and songwriters that maybe don't have pristine productions sure but are just Amazingly talented And if you want to find you know. a good
2: product, there's all kinds of production that that can work in that. So if you listen to Wilco's, I think it's their second record, it's a double album called Being There. Yeah. That's just messy. It's yeah. so, me- and it's perfect. Yeah. If you listen to any of the old Bob Dylan stuff from the 60s, messy yeah. production. Yeah. Um, um, Tom Waits, Bone Machine, or Black Rider, you have these messy productions, but they're fantastic. Wow. And they wouldn't work with a clean production. Just right, wouldn't work. Right. Being there is an amazing double album, and you just—it's just noise and coughing and dropping guitars, and <laughs> it's perfect. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's—it's it's an easy trap to fall into. Yeah, it's a really easy trap to fall into because you'll get focused on like you said, that vocal, and not the big picture yes. of the experience of the song. Yes. Yeah, you
0: know? absolutely. For me as a, as a singer-songwriter, but also diving more into production and and putting that producer's hat on, I wanted to just point out a couple of things that stood out to me. The, the extra measures that you throw in. It's like you said, it's this slow, Peaceful prayer, and you don't mm. want to rush through it. No. But but you also you also don't want it to be a five minute long song. And mm. you found these really cool ways to add an extra measure at the end of a verse yeah. that just gave it room to breathe. And then like the bells that you hear in the chorus, the yeah. like they're just so subtle. And there, there was those little subtleties that, to me as a as a as a writer and as a producer myself, like those are the things that stood out to me and, and made it just like oh that's perfect. It's perfect for this yeah. song. You know, just a tiny so little. So let's bit. let's take a listen to this song. This is my song by Brian Haraway
1: Take me home Cause I am weary Much too tired To make it stand And I don't know Why I am here, Lord I don't know Why I am And I got money, all that I'm needing And I got time here, time to burn And I got love, Lord, more than I'm giving And I got much more than I deserve Take me home at your pleasure. Take me.
0: the first word that came to my mind as I listened to this song was, this is like a prayer. And and it was so powerful. And for me, I come from a fairly uh, religious upbringing where prayer was a big part of of my upbringing. And so whether it's out of desperation or whatever it was, it was just like crying out to God or whatever, whatever it was you were crying out to just saying... Looking for help, looking, looking for, for help, an yeah. And tell me, is that something growing up that was a part of your life, or no, no? no
2: I didn't like going to church at all. Um, <laughs> but you did go to church. I had to. And then oh, my okay. parents said, "When you're 12, you can decide." And I was marking days off the calendar. That's like, interesting. I'm going to ride a bike out in the desert and catch lizards. So what? That was like my church. when
0: you say church, is it was it like Catholic,
2: Protestant? What was it? Um, just a regular Christian okay. church. Okay. Yeah. So here you, in town, okay. Grace Community Church. The yeah, 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 yeah. So just a Protestant church. Mm-hmm. Okay and it was cool. I mean, like we'd go up there cause my dad was the director of the choir and the bell choir. So that stuff was fun, but, oh, yeah. okay. but, um, no, that was just, I was just at a low point, um, in my life and I was just thinking, what am I doing? And like, I was really self destructive and I was going through this thing where I was trying to look outside what's happening? what is the world doing to me that I'm acting this way or doing these things to myself, getting in my way. And then, it hit me oh it's 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 me i have the power to change this wow. so that's where that line came from it's me i must forgive i got to forgive myself yeah and i got to first but first i got to figure out what what forgive myself for what yeah and then so and that is sort of this that's the beauty of songwriting too is like you go into this journey of self discovery mm-hmm. and you and just write 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 and stuff just comes out and you can take it's a line therapeutic. Here, a line out. Oh, yeah totally yes yep Totally. And you learn, about, I learned about myself by writing these songs yeah. like that was really, you know, the beginning of me meditating and going, Oh, there's a consequence. Yeah. If I eat the double cheeseburger and fries at 10 o'clock before I go to bed, there's going to be a consequence. Yes. The consequence is a big fat belly, yes. which I don't want. Right. And so, yeah, I am kind of asking the divine, like, okay, I'm a, it's a wrap. I'm done. Take me home whenever yeah. you're ready. And at the same time, it also says, oh, I need to forgive myself before I can deal with the outside world. Yeah. The other thing that stood out to me, going back a little
0: bit to the production of it and just the overall feel of it, it reminds me of an old hymn. Mm. because growing up probably much like you did in church singing these old hymns yeah. it reminds me of a hymn it's got they're, it just, they're great songs yeah yeah it's the cadence of it and everything yeah. and and just the or, or uh when you go back in some of the psalms like it reminds me of this kind of a song oh, where okay. he's like talking about god you have forsaken me like what's going on right what's now in my on? life you know yeah. and and so it it was just so raw and so um just uh, transparent, and that's what I loved about it.
2: The thing that, it, so that song came out at a bar at 3 a.m. when I was, I was waiting, I was I used to be a photographer, and I was waiting for this shoot to happen, and I was just really depressed about the whole thing. So it was exhaustion, inebriation, depression, and those three things are really great at removing your filter. Oh, sure. And so I didn't like, you know how you write a song, you'll write a line. You're like, well, that's too harsh. I can't say it was like, "Nope." blah, yeah. here it is. Yep. And, and it was scary playing it, playing it for people because like, this is a diary entry. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what I mean yeah. like this you know there's some we can write some songs where we're just sort of making it up and you like that or what, but this is like cracking my head open I'm like here's what I really yeah. feel and so that's kind of frightening to know it's
0: this isn't like this is the best version of me this is like
3: no this, this is, is me
2: uncensored yeah yeah, yeah. good luck yeah yeah good luck yep. absolutely and um so I and what I found is that's the best way for me to write yeah It really is. Yeah. My philosophy on life is I have to be honest with myself. I have to know the truth so that I can make a decision on which direction to go. Yeah. And if I'm lying to myself or I don't have all the information, it's just a dead reckoning. Yeah. And you know that term dead reckoning? Dead Mm reckoning. So it's a maritime term. Okay. And it's if you're out on a ship in the middle of the ocean and it's cloud covers and you don't have a compass and you say, well, I reckon we'll go that way. You're dead. You need to know where you're going. You I've never heard that information before. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's a dead reckoning. Gotcha. You're, you're dead whichever way you go. So wow. all the information, no matter how ugly it is yeah. or uncomfortable it makes me. Yeah. Um, I, I take it in and then that helps me.
0: You mentioned my song, Innocent, and in essence...
2: My song, Innocent? What? We're talking about my song.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, da, 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 wow! Da. Creepy.
2: Got a million other kids. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, I, in essence, what you're talking about—the idea of people get different interpretations out of it—but that is really what that song is about. And I think why I gravitated to this song for you is because it's about not only am I screwed up, but I have the power within myself. If I want to change, if
2: I want, if I choose, if it. I want to, because it ain't
0: easy. Now I can blame it on other people,
2: it's, which is easy, which it's is so easy, easy to do.
0: But really, when it comes down to it, this is my decision, yeah. and I have no one else to blame but myself. And that's what stood out to me about this song: yeah. is it's that idea of saying, you know what. I can get to the end of my life and I can look back and say I didn't wasn't able to accomplish anything because of this and this and this but ultimately at the end of the day I, I, got, I have to be able to live with myself to say I've done everything yeah. within my power to accomplish everything that I've wanted to in this life and it's on me
2: yeah yeah it's and that's really difficult to for in my for me anyway when I first started saying okay I am the architect of all my problems absolutely and that's such that a great was, way of putting it it's yeah. a really difficult yes truth to come to yes. Like, what could I have done to make it different? And you start going, oh God, I could have done that. I could have done this. I could have you yes. know. And then once that door is open, yes. you can't go back. Yeah.
0: Um, what I think to leapfrog a little bit off of that, the one thing I'll say is it's kind of a counter argument to that, but not really. It's, there's a line in here, take me home at your pleasure. Take me home before I screwed up again. Yeah. And the idea of take me home at your pleasure, meaning...
2: It's I'm not, not up in to me. control. I'm not in control. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that whole idea of saying the things I can control, I will take ownership of. But I'm also, in reality, have to accept there are going to be times that the deck stacked against me. Yeah. There's going to be times that things Nothing you can do about that it. are unjust, that are unfair. And all I'm going to do is I'm going to take what's the hand that's given to me and I'm going to play the best yeah.
2: card, the best game that I can. That's all you can do. Yeah. Dolly Parton said, if you want a rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Absolutely. And yeah. You like, it's like making this record. I I'm in Nashville. I'm in this room full of just musical killers. Yeah. I get this thing that I just think is amazing. Then it's out of my hands. Yeah. All I can do is give it to the world. The yeah. world does with it what it wants. Yeah. I can do some promotion, I can blah 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 Facebook, but if they don't care, they don't care. Absolutely. If yeah. they like totally. it, they like it. That's a, that's it. There's nothing else. So I try to like not stress out over things I can't control. Yes. It is what
0: it is. Yeah. And and I think the final thing I want to touch on with this song is that I that I really believe is timely, this idea of gratitude and i have been given much more much more love than i than i've ever given I'm, yeah. I'm screwing the lyrics up a little bit but you've given you, out yeah. than i've given out yeah. and this idea that i'm blessed even though like you said you'd made a mess the things that you were able to experience and do like there was a certain amount of i'm really lucky and i'm blessed and and being yeah. able to recognize it and say man i'm grateful for what i have been given and yeah. and and not always looking and lamenting what you don't have
2: oh yeah if yeah. you look it's sort of like You know, I think every musician I know has done this. They've gone to play a show, say a room that can hold 200 people, and there's 25 people there, and they're mad that there's not 175 other people. And instead of playing to those 25, who took their time, their money, their everything to come see you, they were pissed off about the 175. That's a horrible way to do a show. And, and, and I'm so guilty of that. I'll say that I'm oh, guilty I've done it of that. Too. Yeah. For and sure. it's just fear. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. It's fear. I'm not what I thought I was. Absolutely. I'm not of this. And once you recognize it that that's just fear, a lot of things are fear. We do a lot of things out of fear. Yeah. Um, then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I'm gonna play this thing like it's madness, Madison Square Garden. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna act like I'm at the NGN to all the people in the back row. Yeah. And we're just gonna have a good time. Yeah. And you know what, if you do that and you do it right and you do it consistently, then you're going to get 50 people, then you're going to get a hundred Then you're going to fill the 200. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, and and I, I, who cares?
0: Well, and I think it comes back to do what you're created to do and do what fulfills you. So like you're going to feel much more fulfilled and gratified at the end of the night. Yeah. If you, like you said, play it like it's Madison square garden. I think of like, I, there's a, there's a really great um, documentary about Pearl jam and they go all the way back to before they were Pearl jam. They were mother love bone. Andrew Wood was their lead singer. And one of the things that the band was talking about, because he died of an overdose, but they're like, man, he would go play these, these little bars in Seattle you and he's like he play them like they're arenas and you know <laughs> and I loved I loved hearing them talk about him yeah. and his personality because it was very much this idea of like he didn't care you know right so well
2: you can't I mean you know anybody who comes to see you play at a show they like you and they might be related to you or dating you or something but um you they still want to be entertained yeah. You know, you're not there to just go, here's my art and everybody love it because I'm, no, you gotta, and I need my, I need toast tapping. Yes. I need heads bobbing. Yes. Otherwise they're not coming back. Yes. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, you go see your friend made a movie and it's not very good. And then, what'd you think? Oh, the soundtrack was awesome. <laughs> well, you know, Hey, what'd you think? <laughs> oh yeah. You were very lively. Yeah. What about the songs? Like, you know, you have to entertain them. Yeah. Or or otherwise you're just, just be alone. If not, don't be mad that no one shows up if you're not entertained. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: entertaining. Completely agree, (laughs) completely agree. So before we, before we dive into the last song, I want to make sure and get your links out there because this is one of the things I've really been stressing when we were coming up, listening to music, we would listen to the radio and there would be songs and bands that we liked, Mm -hmm. but. We wouldn't necessarily go buy their album. It's enough for me to listen on, on the radio. Yeah, and then yeah. there are ones we really connected with. Like, I got to go buy that. Yeah. You know. And, and you were forced to go do that. Now, YouTube has made it so that you don't ever have to invest. It's you a don't...
2: single-driven yes. world. Yes, yeah.
0: exactly. Yeah. People are going to listen to this podcast. There's going to be some artists that are like, yeah, that's good. And then they'll go stream them on Spotify. But mm-hmm. if there's somebody out there that heard one of these songs and they're like, my God, that was moving. I'm encouraging those people to go if they're local here, come see you live when, when we start playing again yeah. to go download your music, don't stream it to go sure. download it. If you have merch online, go buy merch because it's mm-hmm. by doing that, that they're helping to sustain your career and sure. to propel it so you can continue to write and create. Right. So give me some links where people can find you.
2: Uh, Brian Brian with Y H A R A W A Y. And then you can buy it off of there. And there's also merch. I feel so weird selling merch. There's a t-shirt with my face on it. (laughs) It's so like gross. It makes me feel creepy. But my manager's like, put it up. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then my Instagram is just Brian Haraway. My name, um, my Facebook is, uh, I think it's just Haraway music. Yeah.
0: You said you can buy the album and the merch at the, at the website?
2: Yeah, and, website and assuming, or iTunes. I was going to say everything's on Amazon, yeah. iTunes, all this. Yeah. Okay. Amazon, iTunes, every- all the, all the, all the play is. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go out
0: with one last song. Okay. And it, it's kind of a deep cut from the end of your album and it really stood out to me. It's called Hey. Hey. Just very simple. And the reason it stood out to me was going along the same theme of being relevant in our time. You'll notice I really vibe on the same thing you do with this idea of things that make me introspective and mm-hmm. things that make me examine myself, but also things that really push me to say the power is in my hands and I, and I refuse to give that power to anybody else. I refuse to be a victim. I'm going to take charge of my life yeah. and I get that vibe from this song. Give me a, uh, a few lines from the song and talk a little bit about the lyrics.
2: Um, it starts out with, um, like a a they say like this common knowledge kind of saying and it's they say all you gotta do is try and teeth don't make a difference it's the dog in a fight and it takes time to see the pain you cause with a lie and I want you to know they're right yeah that's such a great line. I want you to know they're right. It's yeah, like, such these a are great hard Yeah, it's this thing that's like it's like
0: tri- <clears throat> like floating along and then that's like just like a, a right hook out at the end <laughs> like I want you to know they're right yeah. like oh you're not man. getting out of this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know and um and that's yeah, yeah that's again that's just coming from the self-observation like oh i'm in i'm in control of this like why don't i have 50 songs oh i'm not sitting down and writing yeah i have people ask me you know i really want to play guitar I was like, did you play guitar today no did you play yesterday no did you know it's the mel brooks it's it's history of the world when he goes yes. up to the thing and. She says, did you kill today? No. Did you try to kill today? No. Mary's a gladiator <laughs> Yeah. He's at the uh, unemployment line, but it's that you have to do it. And, and it is, I had this little five pound Chihuahua named Pearl. Okay. And this dog would come in and just run the show with the other dogs. She would go up to a full grown German shepherd and have him following her around. And she would just be telling the other dogs. I was like, man, that's, it really is the fight in the dog. Yeah. You know? and." Um, so that's just kind of where it comes. It's just little snippets of advice that are correct. Yeah. And if you just apply it a little bit, and this is me talking to myself, if I just apply it a little bit, life gets a little easier. Yes. Because the truth always makes everything easier. That's so good. Even if it's uncomfortable. I've been through a phase in my life where I would just spin or lie yes. because I thought I didn't want to face whatever was in front of me. And then it just gets harder like yeah. you have to maintain that and then you know i really like waking up in the morning yeah. knowing, i got nothing to worry about today yeah you know yeah. what i mean i don't have to worry about any of that stuff yeah and and the single
0: most powerful thing that you can do to improve your life and then, in turn, improve the world around you is tell the truth. Yeah, and that is so simplistic that you don't want to believe it. It's it's so simple, yeah. but it's so true. It's yeah. the
2: easiest thing. You know how difficult it is to lie and maintain it. Yes, and to keep it going. And how
0: much worse you can make not only your life but the world by doing so. People are going to yes. go
2: out in world and do action out in the world based on Abs- what yes. you. You know yes. what I mean? It's just yeah. So it's tell so me
0: these simple. these last two lines. I want to touch on real quick because I think they're so. Powerful for for this time that we're going through, you can take it and turn it around. Yeah. Instead of burning it down, yeah. you can turn it around. Talk about where that came from, because that to me has never been more applicable to in a time when we it seems like things are so off the rails, so chaotic. Yeah, but you can you can make it worse you can can make make it worse definitely make it worse because it ain't it ain't even close to being burned down right now but we can burn it down if we want to oh yeah Yeah. the
2: human ego is a giant wave and we love to (laughs) surf that wave. and that wave has a name and it's called i'm right yes and it's so easy to get on that yeah and i'm i'm watching people do it on Facebook since the lockdown and people just losing their minds and they're popping, but they ride these ego waves and I did it too. Sure. And, um, and then I would just like, I would screw up a situation. I'd make it worse. Yeah. And, and again, like how, how could I have changed this? Yeah. What could I have done different? You know? And my mom would give me great advice. She would say, um, don't make any decisions after six o'clock when you're tired. Wow. Cause you make bad decisions when yeah. you're tired. That's good. And not you just people. And I went, okay, and I just tried it and I went, Oh my god, it works. Yeah. <laughs> like I make better decisions. So when something pops up, I just think I try to go in unemotional and I think, what's the best outcome in the yeah. situation? Yeah. Do I come in with a heavy hand? Do I come in with a light touch? Yes. Do I come in like a hurricane? You know, what what works the best? And usually de escalation works the best. Yes. Sometimes you gotta hurricane that thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, that's it. It's like you, you, I have the power to turn this around. Yeah. I can burn it down. I can walk into, I can walk into a room and I can leave it, leave that room with some smiles or I can leave it with some frowns and it's up to me. Yeah. You know, so I can, and if if there are frowns when I walk in, I can turn it around. Yes. I can turn it around. I can suck all that pressure out of the room. So I hope you guys understand
0: why I wanted to have Brian on the, on this podcast. We'll put the links in uh, the details for this episode. But again, it's BrianHarway.com. Go check him out. Please go and uh, download. Go buy some merch of, of his beautiful face on his T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, But lastly, I want you guys to enjoy this song. I hope that this can be an anthem that just inspires change, that brings about... Revolution in their lives To Ah, be able to begin to make things better So here it is uh, By Mr. Brian Harway This song is called Hey
1: They say all you got to do is try Teeth don't make a difference It's the dog in the fight And it takes time to see the pain You cause with a lie And I want you to know they're right Things don't really matter much It's not that you get knocked down It's how you get up And no one's gonna give it out You got to be tough and all
0: So, Brian, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for being on the podcast. Hey,
2: thanks for having me. This is fun.
0: Yeah. I've, I love having these conversations with our songwriters. This has been a blast.
2: It's, uh, yeah, it shines a little light on all of it. it? Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody,
0: thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sing Along Podcast. And if you haven't done so already, be sure to click that subscribe button and then share this podcast with other music lovers and songwriters. If you'd like to submit a song or another artist, you can email me at singalongpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's singalongpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with another brand new episode. But until then, this is Casey from Second Echo saying, don't be afraid to write a new melody. And don't ever forget, when you find one, to sing along.